Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, McFarlane. Yell it. McFarlane. 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 Yay, yay. It's the month of McFarlane. It's the month of McFarlane, which is the the thing that only keeps our head above water, keeps keeps, uh, the sunshine on our faces. It keeps us feeling good. As I said, as I said to Jemiah Webster spontaneously the other day, yesterday, I said, Jemiah, you know what happens when you stay in bed, but you'll never know what happens if you get out of bed. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's a good way to look at life, Rob. It's a good That's way to look at it. Sage. It's true. I'll, I mean, the, the only flaw in the ointment is, of course, if you're accompanied by someone. But anyway, that's another here, there, <laughs> there. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> um, all right, Sammy, say hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. Gordo, say hello. I don't know how to follow that up, but hello, hello. Well, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm ruining a, a great poster for everybody. I mean, all you know. I told Jabai mean, that was basically the kind of poster that saying deserves, like a cat hanging from a tree or something like that. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, all right, fellas, we have a task in front of us. It is to is to be optimistic. I I'm going to say this. I have taken upon myself to try to be more optimistic, to try to be look at the bright side of things. Instead of saying, oh, the farm system's overrated. Oh, people are hyping up this guy too much. People are hyping up that guy too much. You're, you're thinking they're going to be a lot better than they are. I am going to choose to say, hey, will you abray you? You might be a good player. Hey, you know, there might be a, a, a Roman Anthony. You might not be all hype. You know, I choose to take that path, okay? That's what I choose. I'm not saying, I'm not going so far as saying the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs, which Alex Cora is like day on, day off, day on, day off when it comes Mm -hmm. to this stuff. It's crazy. So anyway, so I will ask you guys, Sammy, you can go first. What are you looking forward to the most about this month besides it being over? Pat Brown special. Pat Brown. Special. I've been trying, trying very hard to get this nickname for Willier Abreu to uh, to catch on. Gordo knows what the nickname is. I'll tell you right now. I don't know if so I. You do. said you liked it. You said you liked what? it. My Willier Abreu nickname is Thick Willie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is, that's because he, because he's C's. thick, and his name's Willier. So Thick Willie. And no, jokes aside, he's been awesome. (laughs) He's been been fun to watch. uh, But hold on. Does it need to be Thick Wilgy? Because he's – because Wilger. No, no, he changed that. Is it back now? It's back. Oh, my God. I've never seen this much. The guardian guardian of the gate of name pronunciations, Will Fleming, has come back and said he was wrong. That it is now Willier. It's well, back to Willier. It doesn't really matter. It <laughs> really, like, in the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we're calling Willie. I mean, th- thick, thick Willie. I mean, that's that thick is Willie's back. That is, I mean, that is borderline pornographic. Why? Why? He's you know, he's a big, he's a thick dude, and his name's Willie. I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
All right. I mean, like, yeah, Ron, what, what's for, your dirty mind? I wasn't thinking no, that. For, yeah, for, baseball, that. for baseball fans, it's almost it's almost too salacious because it's so <laughs> we awesome. Need That's what I meant. We need something uh, to keep people watching the Red Sox. Thick Willie. going to do it. Thick Willie. Uh, can I, before you go, like, so I asked on the broadcast yesterday, we were like doing comps. Comps. Yes, yeah, comps. And I said, I forget who we said. And I said, oh, well, who's the best comp for Thick Willie, for William Abreu? And actually, Will Fleming had a great one, I thought. It just so happens that he shares the last name of the same guy. Bobby? Bobby Abreu. Bobby yeah, maybe. Abreu. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. If, Will, if William Abreu is 75% of Bobby Abreu, I will be thrilled. That guy was a man. Well, I'm just talking about like body type, swing, you know, arm. Bobby, Bobby was thick too, thick Bobby. That was a thing. Thick, thick, That's what they thick called Bobby him. Bobby was it? Everyone they like that in Philly. Thick Bobby. thick Bobby. That's what they called me back in Essex, Bobby, Massachusetts. You. So I, <laughs> so. I, I, I kind of see it. I think Bobby Abreu had a little more speed to his game, but I'll take that all day. I love that. We'll, we'll, we'll run with that. Okay. Oh yeah. Come on. All right. Do, t- tell us more about your optimism about things. Well, it's Willie. kind of a, a unique approach at the plate. We don't really, this Red Sox team this year, at least hasn't really had any young guys come up and just hack like crazy. I guess you could say Valdez, but thick Willie's just been so aggressive. The confidence is amazing. I mean, at least he looks super confident and the results have been there too. I mean, there's not much bad you can say about thick Willie at this point. And I think people are enjoying him. I do uh, I do want to see him in the lineup more. I don't know. I, I I know they say they're they're still trying to make the playoffs, but come on now. Let's look. Like, he's got to play every day at this point. Do, do, first of all, do you guys watch The Office at all? You watch The Office? Yeah, I've, I've seen the whole thing. Okay. Oh, so no, I've seen have I've it? seen a good amount, but I'm not like a diehard. So you know what, you, you know what you know what Michael is trying to woo uh, that woman, and he has the video presentation and he just keeps throwing sex yeah. into like like that's what sammy just did with thick willie like every it's like second, subliminal messaging every every other sentence you just said you threw in thick willie and by the end of it like i actually wanted to call and him then thick when willie. this when this so, episode well, has 300 times the viewership of our other ones you'll know why thick willie <laughs> See, it's yeah people will uh, want to know where the movement began and we'll point to episode whatever number this is of the Bradfoe show. Do, do, do you want me to? Well, first of all, like Will and Joe aren't going to listen to me when it comes to Dick Dam. So we're going to have to pivot to the TV guys. So I will put it in the ear in, uh, in ears of uh, Dave O'Brien and maybe Kevin Euclid or Lou Merloni. Uke. Thick, thick, I would thick, give thick, anything thick. to see Tom Brady's brother-in-law <laughs> call him Thick Willie on the, on the live broadcast. <laughs> Willie, it's great. Tom would be <laughs> proud. All right. Well, I like I said, I can't with Will and Joe. I can't crack. I mean, they're they're. I throw out a good nickname like Eight Mile, and they want to stick with Johnny Leverage, which, by the way, everyone yeah, universally hates. Everybody. Will no, nobody, in his in his like kind of like a little monotone, serious voice, be like, and here comes the the young upstart outfielder, Thick Willie, for the Red Sox. Had a great start to his major league career. Uh, that's I will. Here's what I'll do. I say, well, listen. I think it's a su- stupid nickname, but you know, Lou loves it. Lou loves a thick Willie name. It'll be on the next day. Do you think? You do you think Will would be offended that he's never been offered the nickname himself? <laughs> no, he's he's see. He's, how, how do you know? He's how do you know? Oh, sure. I guess I don't. I, I'm just assuming. Why? Well, I mean, it has to, to do with the body type. I mean, Willie Abreu is like, he looks like a linebacker. He's a big dude. Will Fleming well, looks looks like a basketball player. It's different. No, dude. If if you if you turn your head sideways, he's much thicker. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. I'll give him the option. He can either call himself Thick Willie or Will Your Abreu Thick Willie. I like this that. Will you catch on. One. Trust me. <laughs> We're gonna make it happen. If it. I tell you what, if they say Thick Willie in a home run call, I will fly you to Seattle. Yes. Wait, 
Let's go. Just because, Wait, because, I still, because, because I still have that plane ticket that I never <laughs> use for Garda. <laughs> hey, hey, who wants to come with me to Joe Kelly bobblehead night in Los Angeles? And in, in, uh, I, I, I would love to because I feel like Wait, one, what? The one How? thing I'm missing is I need to hear more about Mookie Betts. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go to L.A. Wait, how how did they put together a Joe Kelly bobblehead night that they fast? did? I don't know. Miracles happen when when such important tasks are put to to the to the people. They're not like leftovers or anything. It's like they no, they're they, mariachi Joe. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Wow. It's a it's like it's a big. Big deal. By the way, Alex Cora today in the pregame press conference. It's funny. Every t- <laughs> he's talking about. So he's asked about relievers throwing hard, right? And like they like how the Red Sox don't have a lot of relievers who throw hard, and how like this is the way the game is going. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's you know, velocity just plays. Velocity just plays. Like 2018, we're getting ready for the uh, ALDS and. And they, you know they're they're talking about leaving Joe off the. And every time he says Joe, like he like looks like he does this to me, like, like <laughs> this is I'm what not, I'm not related this is what I was to Joe. Weeks ago, is I that you? You and Joe are like you're tight. Everyone knows it. You guys are like boys. He said he said it's it the other day. Lines. He said it the other day. Cora said it the other day when mentioning something else about him. He's like your guy Joe. Like in the, in the middle of the press conference, it was embarrassing. <laughs> so so anyway, and he's like, "Yeah, they almost they almost left him off the uh, playoff roster, but because he throws a hundred, he wanted to keep him on." So say hello, Coop. Oh hey, how, how you doing? How's the chicken, Coop? Oh, anyone get that? You. I said, "How's the chicken, Coop?" Oh hey. wow, wow! Come on! All right, all right, hey, listen. <laughs> Everyone, be quiet. This is going to be a a third part, fourth party. Like this is going to be like the um, what do you call it? The the room with the with the glass that that, that people uh, can see through. Yeah. No. Like the mirror wall. Yeah, the mirror wall. It's going to be like the uh, what do you call one it? one way glass? People? Yeah. Interrogation what do you, but what room. Do you have the, the 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 focus group. This is the one uh, person focus group. Oh yeah. Okay. Ready? Ready? Shh. Everyone, be quiet. Yes. Cool. Nickname for Will Your Brain. I hope it's, it, it has something yeah. to do with that juicy plump of his. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. Ready? He be hitting those squats. Thick Willie. <laughs> hold on. Thick oh. Willie. Okay. Thick Willie. I feel like you that's like it? fitting. Does it hit for, for that wagon that he's dragging around? Thick Willie, I'm telling Thick you, Willie. I presented it, I presented it to Rob. I don't think Rob liked it at first, but after repeating it ten, no, after how are I we said, spelling I said, Thick? Say we repeat three C's, three C's, three C's. Three C's. I C C C. The few times I've written has he earned it, that third C though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that. he's earned that third C. Coop, come on, he he won you a bet. That is true. There it is. What's uh, the bet? Took the Orioles. And then uh, Willie, Thick Willie, two hits, got me seventy bucks. Well, you almost lost that. They, they all, he, you almost lost that bet, Coop. Yeah, no, it got close. Because, and it was almost right. ironically because of Thick Willie, because he hit that, he God got that fifth him. hit. God bless Thick, Thick Willie. Willie. I mean, we you keep saying. Can we like get second. a shirt where it's like we have orcas, maybe like jumping up out of the water behind him while he's swimming like free willy sammy you're in the pr business you must be able to to make a t-shirt up right yeah that's pr is that a good (laughs) idea uh that's more marketing that's more marketing but i i yeah yeah dude no but like free willy thick willy the crossover that everyone needed no, no, I don't want. Baseball think, needs these like cool young initiatives that the kids love. Kids love environmental protection. Uh, thick willies for the whales. So, so here's my thick willie T-shirt idea, Rob. I think we do what you did with your your Twitter handle, where it's just you know how you had just the name, just have thick, yeah, Willie, nothing else. Keep it simple, very, and then we can have simple. a second version that has tons of whales uh, for coops. Thing and like we can have two different. We can have the the standard, the and thick then initiative, the coop version. So we have a classic thick wheeling and then coop version. I feel, 
So, okay, but here, here's the thing. I would be happy to go up to Willier Abreu, who I've said about okay. two words to, and say, okay, do you, I, I, do you like the name Thick Willie? And, and I, I think I, there's a 50% chance he might take offense to it. Yeah. That's the problem. He might. Thick connotates, you know, fat. Well, here's the thing. So I agree with you, it does. And if it were T-H-I-C-K, Willie, disgusting. But if it's T-H-I-C-C-C, Willie, he'll love it. What if we He's- give him the shirt first? And, oh. and, in fair, and in fairness, it's his second language. So I could say thick, you know, thick, like <laughs> muscles. Point to your quads. Thick. Point to your quads. <laughs> I mean, like here, get lost in my tricep. That's thick. There you go. You might need to bring Pat with you. If you bring Pat with you, I think he'll be in. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thick? Hey, can I can I have a credential for the clubhouse? Because I just need this guy to stand here just to say, hey, let's, this is what we're talking. <laughs> just Pat Pat being so serious about it. I don't too. want like I don't want on, Rob's line to slip under the radar. He's, Get lost in my tricep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if if the Red Sox yeah. the Red yeah. Sox are more. Oh, you, you don't think you, you don't think back when I was wooing my wife. Like that was like okay. Don't put your finger right in the tricep right there. Try to Whoa. get it out. It's like a it's like a yeah, finger a trap. Muscle. Yeah, I'm not there. Exactly. Sweet. Sadly. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I think only. Well, all right. Well, anyway, we 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 accomplished a lot in that that conversation, Sammy. So you're looking for so in synopsis, you're what you're looking forward to is. Having Thick Willie attached to Willie or Bray, you. Yeah, I've never here. really uh, made a name for myself in the community, so I wanna I wanna be known as the guy who came up with Thick Willie. So that's my put that. On my... It's much like when it's much like when Pat was recognized in yeah. the crowd. It's like if we could get you recognized as, hey, aren't you the guy that donned the nickname? Yeah, I'm for the Thick, Thick Willie guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, we all have to have yeah. goals. All right, Gordo, what are you looking forward to? What, what, what nickname are you trying to like slap on somebody? So, I mean, outside of observing Thick Willie's quads, which I guess now is on the top of my list, I think the top thing I'm looking forward to is just, I mean, besides nothing, is just seeing if anything can emerge from Cutter Crawford, from Tanner Houck, Looking, looking towards the rotation for next year, part of me is super nervous that as we finish the season, we're only going to have confidence in one guy that is currently in the organization to be a starting pitcher on the team next year. And I'm just looking for one guy to emerge as, yes, like you can slot him into the four spot. You can slot him in the five spot. I know Chris Sale's under contract and kind of by default, you're slotting him into that rotation. But I want I want to feel good about it, and I know he's getting skipped. Who knows if he's going to pitch again? Like I guess we'll see on that. Oh, Sale, Sale, like he's pitching Saturday. Do you think that? Like, do you think they would change their mind on that, or do you think that that's? I mean, they could always. They, yeah, I mean, they're, like that's they part of what I think. On. Like they they did it with Paxton. They they said he's going to pitch Tuesday, and then they're like, eh, never mind, he's done. Yeah, maybe. And yeah, then I was going to say pitchers. Who do you bring that's up? True. That's true. That's the could start Walter or something. I don't know. I, okay. I I do hope they pitch sale because sale sale can be in that conversation that is, too. I just want to have confidence in somebody. Cause I, I, it's just, for me, it's just yeah. bail. Like if you're, if we're looking at next year, like if you asked me a month ago, I would have said bail and then one of sailor Paxton and then one of cutter, Hulk Whitlock. And then you get two guys from the outside. Now I'm thinking it's like bail. And then, like maybe someone emerges, but like we're gonna need a ton of help. So I'm hoping to not need four guys from the outside, at least in my brain. I'm hoping. Where to... where are we? Where are we, fellas, with the Yamamoto Celtics? Oh, it's not. I I people are gonna be so disappointed. I mean, I hope I hope the Red Sox get Yamamoto. That's my number one guy. Have some Dude, faith. He's the. That's what, what we. You can only do. You can only. I mean. You got to do something. You can't just sit it's not around. Gonna, you know who they're going to get? I'm telling you, I've been saying this for days. They're going to get Aaron Nola because he's a veteran and he pitches a lot of innings. And I don't love it, but that's who I think they're going to get. I think it's going to be Nola and someone else, and everyone's going to be pissed. 
Yamamoto would be incredible, but I think people are going to be disappointed. He's going to go. Everyone's going to want him. When have the When's the last time the Red Sox won a bidding war like that? It's not going to happen. It's going to be Aaron Nola. But let me tell you something, Sammy. It's not. Yeah, you're you're right. The Red Sox have not in the Heimblum era picked a guy and said that's going to be our guy. But one thing they have prioritized, and they said it when they extended Devers, we will pay you, but you have to be of the age range where you're not just going to fall off the wagon a year or two into this deal. And Yamamoto is entering his age 25 season. So maybe that makes him a little bit different than some of these other guys. I mean, all these guys that we hear them interested in, I think Nola is going to enter his age 30 season. I think Snell's going to be 32. Snell is, Snell is five years, five and a half years older Snell, than Yamamoto. Snell's not going to happen. Snell's not who they need. Snell has pitched over 150 innings like once in the last eight years. They, they're not going to go for Snell. I don't think that's even on the table. Gordo, you're absolutely right with what you said about Yamamoto. And maybe it's just me, a defense mechanism in my brain. I just don't see it. It's too, it's pie in the sky for me. He's gotten, and this sounds insane, he's almost too good. Like everyone knows about him. At the beginning of the year, it felt like, oh, Red Sox fans are, you know, pat us all on the back. I think we are a pretty intelligent fan base overall, comparatively. Speak for yourself. Fair. I just don't see it. What are you talking about? Everyone knows Yamamoto. Dumb people don't come up with names (laughs) like Thick Willie. You see the report today? The Yankees are prepared to offer him well over $155 million, which is what the – Yeah, of course. He's going to get that. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt he's going to get it. I mean, the age thing is a huge, huge deal. It's a huge deal. How much – what do we think he's going to go for? Like $250 million, something crazy like that? I mean, I could see two, it. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's it's. There's, this is. I agree with both of you. This because I can't make up my mind. Both points are right. With, no, but I agree with both of you. I honestly do because, like Sammy, I agree with you. Like, and this is until they prove otherwise, they don't have the benefit of the doubt of winning these sort yeah. of bidding wars. They don't. They set their what the model says, and then, and I'll give you an example. This is one of many examples. Zach Eflin, yep. right? Zach Eflin. Everyone, you look back at that, and, and the narrative after he signed with Tampa was, oh, look at the Red Sox leaked out. We offered the same. We offered the same. But he lives in Orlando, and he just wanted to go there. Well, you shouldn't be bragging about that because, because number one, you were beat out in a bidding war. You offered the same as one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Number two, you know he's from Orlando. You know there's there's a state tax, so you know you're going to have to yeah. bid more. If you want the guy, bid more. That was an example of what and, you're and talking I, about. And that kind of sums up the Heim Bloom tenure. I don't want people to think I don't like Heim Bloom. I'm totally on the fence. Like I've been the entire time. I love what he's done with the minors. Not thrilled with what he's done with the majors, but I don't hate it as much as most. And it's like... I can't buy into getting someone like Yamamoto until I see it. Just like I can't buy into Bloom being a terrible GM because I don't think he's been terrible. I'm firmly on the fence. People hate that, but that's, I think that's the smart place to be. Personally, I think that's the smart place to be is on the fence because, like, otherwise. The the fence is always, the fence is always. Yeah, no, I. I, Especially. Otherwise, I feel like. I back you up on this, Sammy. I, I don't think. I don't have the confidence that Bloom makes a signing until he sees something confident in his underdogs. Like had this group gone out and had they like really made like a push all the way to the end here. Yeah. Maybe he like says, all right, this group is like mature at this point. Now I don't think he wants to spend money until he sees that he has a core. Like me and Sammy have talked I, two episodes ago or so. We were talking about this wave of core like always being there. I don't think that's there yet. You were saying it's already here. I don't think that's here yet. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm I don't think Heim Bloom starts spending until he knows that he has a solid foundation to build that, you know, so, palace that he wants to make that world series home that he wants. It's yeah. just, there's no foundation there yet. So, but Coop counterpoint to that. He's gone. If he doesn't spend, I mean, if he doesn't do, if he goes, if he has another so, so off season, how could you possibly keep him around? And I've been defending him. What's from the, the cutoff point, though? I mean, like, 
this year. Are you going to wait until like, spring off. training? This it's like, it. oh, spring training hits. He hasn't signed anyone. Oh, now no, you it, have to go. Now you go into a season with the interim. It would be like, uh, be like no, the off June. Season. Or some, maybe before the draft. I, I think I think I. this is where I'm going to – now I'm going to shift and I'm going to agree with Gordo because I agree with what you guys were saying. But they're, they're have, I, I know this, that they have lined up, you know, they've been talking about this guy, Yevamoto, you know, dating back to, for a year, right? And he's, and the reason is, the reason why they can tie themselves into knots to say he's worth the investment, much like, by the way, they did with Trevor Story, the guy who couldn't throw a ball, you know, in warmups a lot of times. So, but, but what did Trevor, what was the added value to Trevor's story? What was the, hey, this is worth spending this much money on him. And I'll tell you what it was. It was covering yourself when the Xander Bogarts, it was covering yourself in the Xander Bogarts negotiations. That's what that value was. In this case, the value is that, that you just don't get this level of free agent as a pitcher, as a pitcher at 25 years old, ever. Like it yeah, just doesn't really happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it does. No, yeah, it, it's it's you might come close as a position player. I mean, I don't know, but it, that's why I think that they have, and and they also aren't stupid. They can say what they want about the farm system, but there's no answers. There's no answers next year. Like you, you began this thing by saying, well, you know. How did Gordo? You said how how do you get how are you going to figure it out after Bayo? It's a good question. It's a great question, and the answer is unless you go out and get two other guys, you don't figure it out. And if you don't, and you think you can go in with these guys who have shown some promise but haven't shown the certainty, then we've pl- we've seen that yeah. act before. Like it, it doesn't work. Like at some point. They need to go. They just need to get guys, starting pitcher, a starting pitcher, who you know can pitch six innings every single time. And it's pretty. It. The, the good thing about all this is, I think through all this confusion since Heim Bloom got here, the way I feel is that it's very clear now what has to happen. He has to get, and I, I'm going to disagree with one thing you said, Rob. You said get a guy. He has to get two. He needs to get two starting pitchers, and then we'll find the. I think I did. I said to get a guy. All right, fine, fine, fine. He needs to get two starting pitchers and, and legit starting pitchers, not someone like James Paxton, who's been fine for when he's healthy. But we need guys who, like Gordo, you alluded to this earlier, guys that we can go into the season feeling comfortable with, not someone like Paxton. Sale, who knows? He's probably going to be around here. You can't really offload that contract. But two guys, and if he doesn't get those two guys – I'm out on Bloom. Every and I think everyone will agree with you there, Sammy. Like I see a ton of people on Twitter that are saying because a lot of people have been on Twitter defending Heim Bloom today and saying they want to give it another year. And I see the response to that is that's what she said last year. That's what she said the year before is one more year, one more year. I truly believe that if he doesn't make the moves that the fan base sees as necessary to be a contender in 2024. He's he's gonna lose that entire support system, and once once you get that group out, like it's hard to believe that there's anyone in that yeah, building he, that's still on his side if he can't get this done this offseason, especially when the needs are so obvious and there are there honestly aren't that many. Like the job is pretty simple, at least yeah, the way that, I see it. And that's that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. It's very simple. What needs to be done? Is it easy to do? No, but what needs to be done? It's right in front of all of us, and it feels kind of sort of. Like most Red Sox fans are on the same page, finally, that this is it for Heim Bloom. And if he does not come through, we're all out on him. I know there's that, yeah, like loud subgroup who's wanted him gone for like three years, which I think is crazy, but this is it. Make or break. It does not get more make or break than this. And you have all the tools. You got a good farm, you got a major league core, and you have money to spend. So it's all on Heim Bloom. Got under the tax yep. for a reason. You were under the tax. There's no reason to be under it. There's no reason to be barely over it. You got to be over, yeah. over it. Otherwise, those questions about ownership and like we talk about Heim Bloom, like if you're if you're under it or you're barely over it, a la 2020, 2022, then those questions about ownership 
are beyond yeah. valid. And this is why I think all of the, what you're saying, all roads lead to Yamamoto. Put that on the bumper sticker. I like that. All, ro- all roads lead to Yamamoto. It does. I mean, it, yes. it just does. And, I hope so. And I think, well, what, it, okay, so if you want the, if you want the, where people are going to like not lose their patience for this whole process, it will be, it will, so Bogart's, once 11 years came around, everyone was like, what are you going to do, right? But it was the Eflins, it was the Heenies, it was the Evaldis. It was those guys, which you set a price at and you lost yeah. out on them. And and I know that Yamamoto is a bigger fish here, but you still have to, you have, you if that comes out that you did not get uncomfortable to get that guy, Unless like so, San Diego comes in with another like a crazy offer, some team does that, then fine. But if 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 some if I don't want to hear how well we we had the same offer or we had the closer offer or whatever, like this this has to be old Dombrowski yeah. all over again. In this yeah. case, this has to be this has to be. So what you're saying you know, is, hey, I want David. Like it can't even be like. Yes. No matter like a, a loss on Yamamoto is just a total loss by Heim Bloom. Rob, well, I, I unless I don't get, think it's no, that. I mean, if you, if you, no, no, but, I mean, if, uh, but he makes like, the is that the final straw for what you want? This, no, this is what we this is what we know. They love him. He makes the most sense. They have the money. Okay, so if you have all those things. You're the Boston Red Sox, and I hate to keep throw. I hate to throw around that term, but it's true. No, Rob, there were two dollar tickets this, for this the is, game before it was canceled. How can they afford players like was this? It really? It's might as well be uh, the Coliseum. Two dollars bleachers. Who posted that? True. It's and real. for the are people you... that are like, oh, it was already postponed at that point and pushed back. Guess no, what? The entire like series, like it's fourteen well, bucks. It's you can also, bucks. by the way, you can use them. You could use them for, yeah, the mo- double for tomorrow or for guess what? Today, the game whatever. after that lowest double price, header. $14 at that point. Rob, can I ask a question? Yeah, so that's, yeah. So you may. This is kind of a double edged sword. And it's not as strong of a point as it once was because of the uh, Julio Urias stuff. But um, I've been working on this theory for a while that I think the prices, and maybe this doesn't apply to Yamamoto, but the prices for starting pitching and free agency and trades are not going to be as high as people think because the market is lush with starting pitchers, like way more than usual. Um, And that's in trades, we think, and free agency. So other than Yamamoto, what do you guys think? Because I think that like, just from an economic standpoint, you have a surplus of these guys. I don't understand how the prices could possibly like. I don't think it's. All right, I want you for okay. All right, fair, fair point. But I want you to rattle off some names. I've got a okay. whole list of I them. Got a good list. All right, okay. Let's hear them. All Number right. one. You ready? Okay, so and, 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 and you're oh, gonna okay. go through them. You're gonna go through them. And Are we I'm going in say, preferences? Whatever. I'm gonna. But I'll say, hey, listen. That's what that would if they sign this guy. And I'll be realistic about signing them, then that'll be okay. That I approve of that signing mm-hmm. because what there is a definitive thing here. There is less room for interpretation because of their their lot in life. There, it, you cannot say I think Andrew Haney is going to pitch six innings a game. No, you need that guy to pitch six innings a game. You need. I'm not saying you get Justin Verlander, but you need the Verlander okay. vibe. That sort of thing. Okay. All right. So these me. are the free agents. These are not the guys available in trade. And I'm going to leave off Shohei and Yamamoto because Shohei's not happening. We just talked about Yamamoto. So Marcus Stroman, $21 million player option. I assume that, um, well, 50 50. We'll see about him. Erod, he's probably going to opt out. Um, we got, where are we going? Oh, Nola, Giolito, Sonny Gray. And there's more Montgomery, <laughs> Michael Michael Lorenzen. Saw- Woo! Yeah. Uh, he's he's gone on a Jack choice. Jack Flaherty's on that list. Uh, yep. Lance Lynn. probably not going to be on that list. Um, but he might be. <laughs> Who knows? 
How old is Trevor Bauer on that list? Sonny Gray, right? Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray next year will be 34. Um, And then, yes, Snell, we talked about. Clevenger, uh, Hendricks, Lynn, Ryu. All right, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the guys, like I think would be the most reasonable to okay. get for them, and 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 I'm gonna start with Sonny Gray, because if Sonny if you can get Sonny Gray at a three year contract, because here's here's my reasoning, is that he's evolved into a new pitcher. He's evolved into he's a much better pitcher than he was four years ago. He just is like when he was with the Yankees, whatever. He's figured a lot of this stuff out, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll break down. I know he has some injuries things, but I just feel like this is a guy who's f- figured out a way. Erod, I like him too, but I think that he's going to be looking for a lot of years, and they aren't going to. Erod to me is the type of guy which they simply will never win. Yeah, that they're not going to go up high enough to what he. Does. No, no, and and I don't think Strowman. You know, no, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah no, no, no. that's <laughs> If you block me on Twitter, you're not welcome in my I city. That's that guy. Um, he also, he's also like a pitch to contact guy. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the Red Sox defense has not been great this year. So, um, probably not a great fit. Um, but no. Rob, this is in addition, and this is the part of my theory that I think makes it much stronger, even though Urias is off the table. You also have guys like Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease, Brandon Woodruff, maybe Brady. Oh, guys who are not, I wouldn't say likely to be traded, but have a, a very good chance of being traded. Paul Blackburn, <laughs> my guy. Can I bring up a name that no one has talked about, but I actually think could be a trade candidate? And I don't know if he necessarily would be a trade candidate for the Red Sox just because of the division thing. Why Why don't people talk about the Rays possibly trading Tyler Glass? Yeah, Glass now could see that. Here. on your left. They do yeah, this all but, the time. Okay, but okay, here's now this is. I, I like you guys personally, and I respect your opinion. But here's the problem with something like that: is that we talk about the Red Sox never winning a free agent battle, right? The Red Sox will never give up the prospect capital that it'll take to get a yeah. Tyler Glass. Now, that's just yeah. not happening. I agree. It's not happening. I, sadly. Well, hold on. Then what? What about we, we talk about that? But then what about? We talk about the Logan Gilberts, the Mitch Kellers, guys who are under Mitch control. Kelly. Those Again, guys are going like, to be considerably the more. Pro- the problem is, the problem is, as much as they these everyone's screaming and yelling about the farm system, still the high end talent, the guys who are gonna gonna get actually what you need to to give up for those trades. The Red Sox, a either don't have them or b are unwilling to give them because they value not to mention, them too much. Rob, they I, are clutch- I would imagine dealing with the Rays even more so. They're going to be even more particular about the, who they bring in for their farm system. Well, the the problem is the problem too with the Red Sox dealing with the Rays that you have two front offices that have to win every trade yeah. by seventy yeah. percent. I mean that it's Ner- that's Ner- it. Front offices. And it, <laughs> well, I mean no, but that's the yeah. reality. I had someone say that, like the Rays, like he's like, you know, we were talking about the Red Sox. He's like, yeah, well, that's so where it frustrating because that makes sense for the Rays. They're a small market team. The Reds are not that well. Well, yeah, and and again, this the, the problem is is that the the farm system is such that they're still clinging to these guys, and and how do we know they're clinging to these guys because they haven't traded any of them, and like they're. For instance, at the deadline, Nick York. All right, Nick York is of value. Yeah. He's a value, but but one would suggest that if you're counting on Marcelo Meyer to be up sometime, let's say at the end of next year, maybe whatever. Trevor Story is still going to be around. Nick York can only play second base. He, he's probably a major league hitter, but he's a yes. value. Like. Deal from that. Howie surplus. Kendrick. He's like Howie Kendrick. There's we're, there's also another surplus that that Sammy you you began talking about before, but we talk about this outfield, and there's a million different directions that you could go with it. But well, that I mean the surplus is yeah. Which guys. by the way, what? Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I'll come back to this later. But like, why is he playing over Abreu? We know he's going to be traded anyway. 
Yeah, Verdugo. But the tough thing about Verdugo is how do you find a trade partner for him if you're trying to get a pitcher? Because if you want to get a pitcher for Verdugo, you need to trade him to a team that's contending because why would a non-contender take a guy on a one-year deal? And it needs to be a team that has a surplus of pitching. So the two teams that I can think of that fit that mold, Milwaukee and Seattle, and good luck getting any of those big pitchers. But my God. Who do you think in this offseason well, be would part have of the better package, but... upside for like teams to like, trade for? Willier or Verdugo? Oh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> like, that becomes the question of like who can you get more well, value out of? Like, and think, are you willing I think to? If, I think, honestly, if Willier ends up having a great couple last weeks, like Willier has more value. Yeah, because yeah. Verdugo, Verdugo only has a year left on his deal. Yeah, I, yeah, Rob, I agree. And that's the kind of guy that you trade. And Red Sox fans hate that. Because like, why would you trade him? He's on fire. Because he's on fire. That's why you trade him. Because his value is high. So it's like, it's such a double-edged sword. It, 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 the one good thing to come out of this is I hope people can appreciate how difficult it is to be a GM. Because my God. I would be. I would not sleep. What are you talking about, dude? I talk about all these trades. I want to do all day on Twitter. I know what I'm doing. I could just step in there. I could get Tyler Glass now. I could get Mark now. We have to have. By the way, we have to have a name for Stroman in a rotation. We have to have a name. A name for Coop's character right there. We have to have. It's uh, it's uh, Johnny from uh, Quincy. Was how's it going? Coop, Coop turns into Coop from Quincy when he starts. Me and the boys were watching the Sox down at the Coop team. from Quincy. Coop, Coop. Here's the idea. Let me What's tell good? you. Okay. Bobby Dahlbeck is hitting oh. home runs at AAA. You send Bobby him. You send him to the Milwaukee Brewers. I saw that he hit a train in August. That's pretty sick. Corbin Burns ever hit a train? I don't think so. Nope. You say the Sox need an opening day starter. <laughs> I Corbin don't Burns. Care. If Shohei Tani is a free agent, you do whatever you can to trade for him, him in the offseason. You get him here. Listen, get him. I, and then you tell I saw him, with Tom he Warner, can pitch. He can I still saw pitch. the way he looked at Gresh when he asked that question on opening day about Shohei Otani. He was like, hey, Shohei Otani's pretty good, right? Tom Warner, the way he answered, said, yeah. The way he said, yeah, lock him up. Get get my Otani jersey. I, for, I, I, forget, I forget about that, by the way. Yeah. Did you hear what Tom Werner said? He said he thinks who, he's a who, good player. Can you imagine asking like someone and be like, hey, Shohei Otani's pretty good. And they were just like, no. No, he's bad. <laughs> what? No. He's not good at baseball. He's actually – yeah. No, I, I – I, back to the point. <laughs> super simple task. Super difficult task. I I don't know. I, I But it's one task. It's one double two-parted task. It's like problem one A and problem would you one B. Lineup? Pitcher, would you guys pitcher. touch the lineup at all? I, I would be fine with the same lineup. Yeah, next year. Unless, listen, Turner. Unless Turner's gonna walk, unless you give him a new contract. So, oh, so you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you think they'll let him get away? He's gonna uh, opt out. For yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think Heim has any. He'll definitely opt out. To I mean, they'll be like, well, because you're going to have to give him a two-year deal. And they'll be like, well, do we want to give a two-year deal to a guy who's going to his 40s? So, you know, if you talk about the lineup, I, I listen, like, Turner's awesome. Like, Turner, like, I would do it. I would sign him. I would give whatever he's making now, add another year, do whatever he takes. And at least float it out there to see if he'll do it. But, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, I think it comes down to this is that you say it's very difficult. This is a tricky thing. I think when people ask, oh, is Heim Bloom going to be here? Whatever. I think what they have to do, Heim Bloom can be here, but you have to adjust some things the way that you do it. You cannot keep doing it the same way. That's getting more uncomfortable in free agency and not just saying this is our model. That's actually trading some prospects and not latching onto them so much. And that's potentially bringing in another set of eyes. You know, I, like I, there was, there's plenty of, there's actually most front offices, even these sort of, these sort of front offices have veteran scout type guys. And I know Eddie Romero's there, Brian O'Halloran's there, Raquel's there. But right right now, like his other lieutenant is Mike Groupman, 
who is of like-minded to high. So to me, if I'm them, I say, hey, we want you to bring in another set of eye, another voice. Those are the three things that you have to change. And, and, and that's, I agree. I just don't know where my confidence level is in any of that happening. I mean, it's how no, can I say fresh eyes, Rob, do you mean younger or older? No, older. Does it matter? Old. Okay. No, yeah. like, like, I, you know, cause the younger, uh, you know, this is, this is the on the tea thing. Did I eat the garbage on that? What's good with that? Oh yeah. I, I meant to ask you guys about, did you guys what? see that picture? Oh, okay. I'm going to pull it up on Twitter right Hold now. Hold on, Rob. Theo was on yeah, the tee. Pull it up. Theo was his reportedly in Boston. Theo was supposedly parents, on the tee. His parents live in Brookline, so. <laughs> okay, there you go. Nope, squashed. Parents live in Brookline. Oh my God, he's on the tee. He's coming to the Sox. Never mind. I'm all in. Oh man. I if mean, I saw Theo on the tee. I mean, it's I not like his, his parents live in Brookline and his brother lives in Brookline. <gasps> there you go, Coop. There you go. Not Coop. only is he on the tee, he's on the green line. That goes to Fenway. There you go. What do you think? She's no lies are right being now. told. She's like, oh she's my thinking, god, that's the She doesn't know who oh in, whose god. God's name that is. I tell you what, though, if you want the uh, no lie, that is the one no doubt about it move. They won't even have to acquire a player. Almost. That that's a, if they got Theo to oversee things, you would sell five thousand t- more tickets a game. Oh yeah, oh. they would like every every season ticket holder that they've lost in the last year. I think they would regain probably seventy five percent of them back. Wait, what's the sales pitch? Before he made a single move, it's just like did, it's yeah, like right, bringing back to like make a single move. Theo's in the something. building. Yeah, it's like hey, but but what's the sales pitch to Theo? Everyone's Why back. would Theo want the job? He's already he can't surpass just. Hey, because Theo. because because a he's getting sick of like having people ask him how awesome the rules are working in the commissioner's office, <laughs> and, and b they would have to pay him so much such an ungodly salary that you could never turn it down, and you also potentially get stake in ownership. What's so, so Yamamoto yeah, Yamamoto the, the ownership or, uh, Theo Epstein? What do you choose, Gordo? Eh, give me Yamamoto. Give me the Coop, 25 that's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent poll question. That's a good one. Right? I like that, post though. That, yes. That's a diesel direct post question. Actually, you can't. Direct. Yeah, there you go. Pick one. Pick one. Theo riding the – pick one to be true. Theo riding the T or Yamamoto when yeah. he posted the picture. with what was, it, what was he, like holding a Red okay, Sox shirt or something? Can you imagine Yamamoto and Yoshida riding scooters together to the ballpark? Awesome. Oh, that would actually be awesome. Can you put up the picture of the, the selfie I took with Theo and Eddie Vedder at the All-Star game? I think that's what got people buzzing. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right there. Is he going to be a full-time co-host on the Bradford Show? Who knows? Eddie Vedder? Is this a new what? podcast? Yeah. <laughs> when I took a picture of Theo and Eddie Vedder, yeah. when I took a selfie... A lot of people were buzzing. Is that going to be a new podcast? Man, I think people, that's a hit. People are wow. going to ask me. They're going to be like, Sammy, why are you not doing the podcast anymore? I, go, oh, I lost my job to any better. <laughs> happens to all of us. Like, I don't think you understand. Eddie didn't come up with Thick Willie. I came up with Thick Willie. I'm going to have a podcast with like 19 listeners. And I'm going to be like, you guys need to hear me out. I came up with Thick Willie. Whether you believe it or not, I hate Eddie better. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a great question. Yamamoto or Theo? We got to work that out. What would you say, Coop? Come on, you you answer your own question. Yamamoto. Yeah, come on. And by the way, for for nicknames, Yammy, easy. Yammy is so good. When I had said that, that just like, I, it felt so good texting that to you guys. I was just like, Yammy feels oh, so good. I didn't. I didn't make up. I definitely didn't make up Yammy. That might have been you because I saw it somewhere and I was like, yeah. No, I texted it. it I know I used it in the chat the other day when uh, Gordo was on his campaign for him. And I was just like, I'm turning everything you say about Yammy into uh, Otani uh, propaganda. Yammy. All right, cool. So I'm. So it's all, Gordo. I really do appreciate you driving up the value on Yamamoto so that the Red Sox can't sign him. 
and that the Red Sox then have to sign an injured Otani uh, in the bargain bin because that's what Heim prefers. He likes the diamonds in the rough. Right now, you're not sure what you're going to get out of Otani. I know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Exactly. We love. Hey, they signed Paxton when he was hurt. You know. You know. They've done it before. Otani will take one year, five million. I think so. I think so. I think he has to. I think he's going to be desperate. This market's rough. You know why he's going to do that? Because (laughs) New Balance is in Boston. Exactly. He's going to need the money. And and Yoshida, you got New Balance and Yoshida in the same city. Blake Blake Snell's going to get. He's going to outbid him on the market. It's, hey, yeah, Shohei, we know uh, we know you're taking a $495 million discount, but your friend plays on this team. So. <laughs> and, I think and, it works. And we have these repurposed Bruins jerseys. <laughs> that reminds, that reminds me of the Devers thing. Last offseason, we were like, Bogarts is gone. Devers not coming back if his friend's not here. Like, you think he's going to say no to $300 million because no. he's not standing next to Bogarts? I do think that Devers is like – he would – he would have a better year if Bogarts was here. I don't have any science to back that up, but no. I mean, look at look I, at his. I body, buy that. I buy body that. Language has not been. Uh, yeah, I just, that was sad when he uh, when he had his head in his hands in the dugout. I forget what series that was, but Houston, uh, Astros, I think. Wow. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was Houston. I didn't like that. Well, so, that was tough to see. All right, uh, Coop. What are you looking forward to? <sighs> well, I think like. Tristan Cassis right now, he's about eighteen hundred plus eighteen hundred to win a rookie of the year. And that's look at, look at you that's are the title all, we you want. You are all gambling. You have like You know why? Because we want it, are we still using promo code boring? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Promo code sure. boring. FanDuel. Um I don't know. That's just like my best barometer of like I, speaking I said, openly about his odds or his chances to actually win. I wouldn't actually bet that. I'm not a huge gambler despite winning this past weekend that was a little fun money to throw out there um but yeah like i would really like to see tristan cassis win rookie of the year i it's dustin pedroia was the last rookie of the year for the red Sox. it would be nice to have some type of accolade like that in a year that has been i did, i think you guys way, would all agree you, you could you, define it did, as crappy did you guys hear pedroia on the podcast the other he was great i he was I mean, great he's awesome what, yeah, I mean, He's what are awesome. we like? What are we doing? Like, what are we like? Like, I said this. Like, you just never. Why can't we have nice things anymore? Like, why can't we have those? Like, where you're just. I mean, he, and and I'll say this: Cassis is sort of that way in a much different way. Like, he'll say some like, "What is what?" Some, but oh, that is speaking of what, like Brock Holt. Brock Holt is one of those guys where it's like. He'll say stuff that's entertaining. I he randomly just bumped into him on the street outside. Oh yeah, when I was no, leaving. I, yeah, he was. Yeah, I heard he was in in the uh, in the building. Why? What's he doing? And why? I think he's doing like some. People. He's meeting Theo. <laughs> he's the assistant GM. Him and Theo are out for lunch. <laughs> they brought him in as a recruiting pitch. Get nah, Theo. He, it was Theo, Theo's Brock, Brock, he, Zeke Brock Elliott, will be my and Mac Jones GM. all out for lunch. I'll come back. He heard the nickname. He heard the nickname Free Willy and said, "I gotta see this in person." And now Free Willy. Is Free Willy. Thick Willy. Thick Willy. Thick Willy. Thick Willy. You said Free Willy. Oh, did I? <laughs> it's already wearing off. Yeah, you said messed up Willy. my own nickname. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tristan Cass. By the way, I at the trade deadline, he was plus three thousand. Tell me, you took it. No, but I was when I was walking off the set at the trade deadline show, the gambling people were walking in. I'm yelling at them, pound Cassis at plus three thousand. Oh, I pound Cassis. <laughs> okay. Did you did anyone catch on Twitter? I I posted something about a week right before the Orioles series about Cassis and Gunner. I, I said Cassis is better than Gunner Henderson and like these ten stats, and it's like batting average and homers and like important stats or like when Gunner had as the good series that he had at least through the first two games I was getting oh, well, you have to understand like, mauled or, by the Orioles, Orioles fans Orioles Twitter is is bizarrely maybe the most aggressive like oh it was Twitter. nuts like when I when I they when, are when so I put that aggressive. thing up about Blyer saying like that, they got spit on and beers thrown at them in the bullpen earlier this year. Oh my god! No, 
What? That can't happen. I mean, I, I mean, Baltimore. I, Nothing bad yeah. ever happens in Baltimore. You know, I, that's I agree with you, Rob. I said uh, the other day. I said the Orioles are good, but I think they're going to get smoked in the playoffs, and no. that's because the rotation stinks. And everyone's like, they "Why find would you it, say dude. that?" I'm like, I just don't they, think they're yeah, going to. They, they are up. super aggressive. They come yeah, and they yeah, find they are it. Super aggressive. Sorry. Which is crazy when you think about it because they've been nah, down in the were, dumps. They were like that. They're trying I to remember, cherish every bit of it. I remember I remember seeing uh, – this is – I can't even remember what year it was. But Dan Duquette was a GM. And I saw Duquette like outside Fenway. And I said, oh, well, Machado was on the injured list. And um, he said, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I said, oh, Machado. He's like, yeah, Machado's going to be back on this day. I forget what it was. Ten days. Exactly. He had the exact day. He's going to be back on this day. So like I tweeted, you know, source says, and I know I'm revealing my source, but whatever, grandfather. Uh, but like source says, you know, Machado's returning on this date. Oh my God. Like I had these guys all over me. And by the way, he returned on that exact day. <laughs> so yes. Were they mad at you? Yeah. They were like, like that can't be, I forget if it was too early or too late or just like, that's, that's just not wrong. Right. I mean, it was flooded. And there was one guy who was just like, I'm like, okay, I'm taking receipts. I didn't say that because that wasn't a thing then, but still I took receipts and then I delivered it to them. I'm like, here you go. Here you go. Yes, Rob. That's what I'm talking about. But that was my, my, I'm not saying that to say that I'm a genius because maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but but I'm saying that because that was my initiation to that that Orioles Twitter world. It was crazy. Anyway, Cassis. But I get it. I get it. it. It makes sense. They've been Take like it. Orioles. Orioles and Ravens have been like big brothered by the Boston teams for so long. So I I would I would be aggressive. I, too. No, I, I think, think I think I think it's across the board. I think Houston's the same way. Like I think they're sort Houston's of like Seattle. Well, they circle the wagons. Seattle's pretty active. The Houston people are like, like they're like in a cult, and the cult is trying to talk about how they didn't cheat, but nobody believes them. But they're like so determined to convince you that they didn't actually do anything wrong, or if they did, it wasn't that bad. It's like yeah. talking to cult members; it's crazy. But I, I kind of, I kind of like the Astros now. They're kind of funny. You That's... mean it's like talking to Yankee fans who are still not over twenty seventeen? Oh my god, they're still not over. It's like it. it's, it's a flip side of the as coin. As if they weren't the doing same it thing. themselves. Yeah. I don't know if that's wow. the saying. Yeah, right. Rob, I don't know. Double edged coin. Yankees fans like still talk about how the baby bombers were robbed in 2017. <laughs> like, well, who cares? I think the Dodgers are probably more upset. So, yeah, they lost the World Series. Yankees can't even win the biggest complaint. That's how low they've fallen. <laughs> You can't even win a you can't even win a complaint. You're not even the biggest loser. You can't win anything. There you go. All right. So everyone go buy your two dollar tickets. And uh what you should do, you should go buy a two dollar ticket, sit at Fenway Park in the bleachers, and listen to this podcast. That if you if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, you probably already listened to it. So there you go. You're probably in like the fifth inning. You're probably yeah. in the fifth inning. Yeah, I don't know, Rob. Some people fast forward to like That's the true. last three like, minutes. Yeah. How they judge it by how it ends. Rewind if they it, fast forward to this click point, it, go to the other remind, platform and we listen again. Remind them again, Joe Kelly night, uh, bobblehead night, just in case they forgot yeah, about. Yeah, if anyone that. wants to go out to L.A. on it was a Friday, twenty second. It's one of those days. Twenty second, Joe Kelly bobblehead night. I will be there uh, for whatever reason, but I will be there. So bring you your uh, bring your thick willy shirts. <laughs> there better uh, the more now you're saying there better be some some pretty significant context with that you're t-shirt. Gonna, you're you're <laughs> gonna go of, to the ballpark tomorrow and you're gonna see him. It's gonna be the first thing you think. <laughs> I'm gonna get cooking tonight on a uh, Photoshop. I can tell. Uh, you. Yeah, please. Yes. Let's, yeah, this, give us give us some samples that I can present to Thick Willie. All right, I got you. All right, all right, all right, guys. Thank you.
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.